this is Fish Out of Water, a podcast for epileptics by epileptics who are not medical professionals. How you been for the last, since I last saw you? Oh, not too bad. I've been excellent, in fact. It's uh, been a pretty good day. This is my first, my perfect kind of day, honestly. Uh, yeah. When I want to go for a run or something like that, it is, for those that uh, aren't me and can't tell what kind of day it is outside, it's overcast, it's slightly damp, which is like perfect Victorian weather. Uh, it's for me, it's perfect because if I want to go for a run, this is a run day. Cause it's, it's not hot out and it's not really cold out. It's maybe like nine or 10 degrees Celsius out right now. Yeah. Clearly December. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, but it's obviously rained recently. So there's nothing in the air. The air is very clear and uh, nice. And so it's great running weather. This is perfect running weather in my mind. I agree. It is really nice running weather for sure. I love running in the rain. Oh, yeah? I love running in the rain. Yeah, that's my favorite. It is fun. It is. But then I have to worry about my shoes and I have to stuff a bunch of paper in them and do soak up all the water and everything. Or you could just, like, let them get wet and just put them by Yeah, but then I have to wear them next day. Get another pair of shoes. <laughs> Why? That's a waste. <laughs> See, no, not to Jenny. My wife, she has, like, eight. But she works in a place where she can buy shoes very cheap. So what happens is she'll get... Oh, this will be my backup to my backup pair of running shoes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so she'll just switch them out. And, you know, it makes sense. It, but I always see shoes lying around. It's like, oh, <laughs> you don't need this many shoes. I, I have a lot of shoes, too. I probably <laughs> only wear three of those pairs. Yeah. But I do have a lot of shoes as well. Nice. I hate shoe shopping. I don't, I'm not a big fan of shopping unless it's books. I love shopping for books or clothes for my son. Yeah. Little clothes are so cute. Mm -hmm. Just like I got his Christmas outfit recently, <laughs> and it's just so fun. It's just so cute. He just got this little sweater. I think today would be the. I think it's just after Christmas, the day we're uploading this. Probably. I think it's, so. We hope you had very happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Hope you got everything you wanted. Yeah. Or sorry for the people whose birthday landed on Christmas and got overlooked. Yeah, that, that's got to be the worst. Like, I mean, they get depending on how that particular family does it. Some of them get twice their presents. Some of them just get the same number of presents. Yeah. And it's basically a write-off, which is a shame. Yeah, Ben's birthday is on the 13th, mm -hmm. so close to Christmas. And he often gets, like, birthday Christmas gifts, the same thing. Like, it's like, I got you this for your birthday and for Christmas. And he's like, well, but I, I want <laughs> both. <laughs> and, I mean, it's I can totally get that. I, I know a couple people that have birthdays like on or right around there and yeah. it's always a bit of a like uh like okay it's nice it, some families don't even give gifts so i mean for them i guess it's that's like, true yeah whatever but some of them that do it was always tradition in my house so i couldn't even imagine like having it on that day but you know one out of 365 people almost guaranteed is going to have it on that day so yeah that's very true i mean uh jenny and i are a day apart when it comes to our birthdays. Okay. Yeah, we were like in the same nursery together. So I love how it's like fate that we became friends. <laughs> it's it's like we found each other again or whatever. Ooh. Like when I think we were both like 20 or 19 when we met or something. Yeah, and right around then. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. It's been the better part of 10 years that I've known you guys. Yeah, it's, it's weird. We uh, <laughs> met at the dojo and... It was one of those, like, I have to look back and be like, oh, my God, I've been teaching at the dojo for 20 years. What? Yeah. You've been at that dojo for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. But it's like it has changed a lot over time, like different people owning it and whatnot and how they ran it. Uh, some for the good, some for not so much. But I've always enjoyed the people there. That's my favorite aspect there. It's like I, I look at other dojos and it's like, well, technically I could probably push my skills more if I went to that one. Mm -hmm. But honestly, the people I, can be worth it. Totally. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Our dojo is very much like a family place. Absolutely. There's I 100% so agree. It's so many so people there great. that are like, uh, we'll go and eat, drink together and mm -hmm. celebrate parties together. It's, it's awesome. We were at each other's weddings. Yep. I was telling Jenny, actually, and I, I wanted to tell you this as well. When... I went bungee jumping and I couldn't help but think that I I went to the dojo because I was uh, having almost some like PTS about this really bad relationship that I was in for a long time. Even though I'd been with my husband for a few years at that point, I was still 
trying to get over all this stuff that I had gone through. So I went to the dojo because I needed to learn how to protect myself if I ever got into those kinds of situations again. And the amount of confidence and courage and how much stronger as not just a person but physically I became was because of you guys. I probably wouldn't have kept going if I didn't like the people in the class, right? Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to open up, obviously. But I, without you and Jenny, I could not have gone bungee jumping. I couldn't help but think <laughs> the day I went bungee jumping, I'm like, I, I was actually telling Ben in the car on the way there, I couldn't be doing this without Steve and Jenny. Aww. I was, I, Ben's going, what about me? I'm like, well, you drove me to the dojo. <laughs> but without, without Steve and Jenny, I, I, I wouldn't be doing this. And I mean that wholeheartedly oh, without I, you guys i i appreciate it yeah. i wouldn't be the person i am today when, when you showed up and you were sort of asking very specific scenarios like we usually sometimes we get that from people that are new students and it's like very specific scenarios it usually means that there was a relationship or something that something happened that you wanted to sort of have control over mm -hmm. and uh which we it wasn't a lot of guesswork for the stuff that I was asking. No, some people people go to those kind of things for all different reasons. Mm -hmm. I went because I thought it would be a fun thing to learn and useful because uh, I was in the military at the time. And uh, I stuck around, and then I opened my eyes, and it was 20 years later. And it's like, wow, that's a long time. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, – we loved working with you because you were mm. always – eager to do it even if you weren't always comfortable which is one of the best ways to push yourself in life yeah i was not comfortable for a long time yeah yeah i remember you giving me full-on warning like because we would learn uh I, I i remember you teaching me uh, uh kind of grappling maneuvers if there's someone on top of you how to how to get free right yeah. and you would give me full warning like okay i'm gonna be a butthole now like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna actually hold you down and the, the amount of warning that I would get, like, you guys had clearly had people that were like me, almost, like, very submissive, and I I could not have grown without you guys, and... Uh, well, you did fantastic. You came every, every time, and you always came with a uh, full head of steam and wanting to do it, and I applauded you for that. It was awesome. It, it it's... Really cool. Yeah. It's been really, it's been really great. I still try and go every week. I have a... I'm still suffering from a bit of tennis elbow or whatever and <laughs> but yeah. I'm doing the exercises and I, I plan to get back on Tuesday I've missed it yeah because it's hard to discipline yourself to exercise unless you have that routine yeah routine it's, is a big deal it really is like a lot of people are like kids need routine I'm like I'm not a kid but man unless it's like a Tuesday <laughs> or a Thursday where I go to the dojo not exercising i'm like gray's anatomy is available right now i'm not going to the dojo yeah it's it's interesting uh at the place i worked at mental health facility the uh routine is the number one thing that we get people back to being functional mm -hmm. is when they go off track routine 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 and uh it seems boring at times but it's the thing that gets ingrained so you do get up you do do this you do eat breakfast properly you do uh, get exercise, all those things, really important in life. Yeah, 100%. I honestly, not just for people who have been through hardships, to anyone, I think it's a really great idea to get out and join some kind of self-defense dojo, or even if it's not self-defense, learn some kind of martial art. It gives you uh, confidence, it gives you exercise, it gets you healthy, and you get to meet some really different people that you wouldn't normally see yourself around. And it's really great. I would suggest it to not just fish, anyone. Honestly, yeah. check it out. If it's not for you, it's not for you, but give it a shot. I've I, did, I find a lot of people, the hardest thing about exercise is it just seems like pointless exercise. But yeah. And if you can do the exercise at a place where you're also learning something, it could be tennis. Uh, and be, get some elbow problem going Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could be any of those things. And if you're learning the skill and you're also having fun, Exactly. And you're having exercise. That's the best way to have exercise in my mind. Yes, absolutely. There are a lot of people who enjoy running in the rain or when it's perfect outside, perfect weather conditions, or you can go to a dojo and you can meet some, you can join some kind of class, meet some really cool people, feel really good about yourself at the end and not feel bad for eating a whole pizza the other <laughs> day. <laughs> I ate an entire, uh, okay. Was that's it a large? 
No. Okay, because I've eaten a large pizza all by myself. I have bought one of those um, frozen pizzas. Yeah. This is one I used to work out like every day. Was okay? it Delicio? It might have been Delicio. It was that. <laughs> it's like the spinach feta. There was something else. I, I was a vegetarian for a long time. Until I got pregnant, I was a vegetarian. And I put it in the oven. I cooked it. It was a, It was like a, about a medium size. Mm-hmm. And when it came out, Ben was in the shower. I folded it in half and ate it like a freaking taco. Nice. The entire thing. Wow. So Ben gets out of the shower. I'm like 98 pounds <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I'm just coming out of like this anorexic thing that I had going on for a long time. And uh, so I'm eating now, which is great. Mm-hmm. But Ben comes out of the shower. He's like, where'd the pizza go? I'm like, I, I ate it. And he goes, you didn't save any for me? And I went... I look him directly in the eye. <laughs> Don't even blink. No smile. Just go, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> why would I share food that we bought together? Like, oh, man, I'll never forget that. The oh, look on so his funny. face is, was like, you. I used to have to force feed you to eat, and you just <laughs> ate a whole pizza. <laughs> oh, God. And they're oh. nasty, too. Like, Yeah. Well, I find that frozen pizza is uh, too salty. Like, they put a lot of salt in it. I can feel my heart rate going up. You can feel yourself it. dehydrate yes, as you're eating it. <laughs> this is the first stage of a preservation technique that's going to make me into a mummy. A lot of salt. Just <laughs> pull out all the water. Oh, it's, oh, it's nasty. There's, and you feel so greasy after, and you're like, this is why I work out. Like, yeah, exactly. This is so gross. <laughs> so, Liv. Yes. Would you like to know some not-so-fun facts? I do want to know not-so-fun facts. I got three for you. Three? How am I going to remember those? Because today's episode is about short-term memory loss. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it again and nobody will remember. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Please tell me three things. They're, they're tiny ones. So each one is small and short. I like them. So a uh, question first. What was the first book ever written about epilepsy? Oh! Yes. Ah, uh, I'm putting my hand up like I'm in grade two. Uh, Lord of the Flies. Nope. Liar. Nope. Well, what year was it written? 400 BC. I'm slowly putting my hand down <laughs> like a defeated child. Okay. Hippocrates wrote the first book on epilepsy called On the Sacred Disease in 400 BC. Uh, in it, he recognized that it was a brain disease and also people with epilepsy did not have the power of prophecy. Because it was a common belief in Greece at the time that people with epilepsy had prophecies. Mm-hmm. Which you kind of think, like, I mean, they, they see things sometimes depending on your aura, like we talked about last week. And uh, that they might actually have these prophecies that would come out every once in a while from their, from their uh, seizures. Joan of Arc is very famous for that. Yeah. So they, all these different places uh, had different ways of treating people with epilepsy. And some of them were interesting some of them were horrifying but in his book he described it as being an actual brain disease and also that it was uh, you didn't you couldn't predict the future this was 400 a.d bc bc okay that makes more sense wow did i say a.d it's short-term memory loss i don't know (laughs) well let's move on then okay in the 19th century people with epilepsy were cared for in asylums which we talked about previously oh man yep uh but kept separate from other patients this part i didn't know uh, because it was thought to be contagious. That's why they were kept separately? Yeah. It was... I a... bet... Wow. Yeah, they <laughs> thought it was contagious. <laughs> well, I mean, when you have one person pop up with uh, epilepsy and another person pop up with epilepsy, and there's more than And it could be think. genetic. So, yeah. oh, he caught it from his brother. Yeah, okay. that kind of oh, stuff. Uh... So there was a thinking of it. They They later figured out it wasn't. But there was a thought at the time that it was contagious. So they kept wow. it separate. That's a really interesting fact. Yeah, it also means that y- you can feel like a little better about how they would put them in separate areas and things like that. It wasn't just to seclude them like leprosy. But it was oh. kind of like leprosy because they thought, you know, leprosy was contagious. Yeah. So this, they thought, was contagious. So they kept them separate. That is really interesting. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the last fact I got for you today, at the start of the 20th century, some U.S. states had laws forbidding people with epilepsy to marry or become parents, and the state even allowed 
forced use of sterilization against their will. What? Yeah. Sorry, what year was that? Uh, beginning of the 20th century, so like 1905 or 1909 or something. Depends Whoa. on the state. There's always a few crackhead states uh, that do weird things that everybody else is like, what are you doing? This this was in the southern states. Uh, I could not find that information, but it sounds like a Florida thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say, Florida is a bit of an interesting state. I want to visit it, but it is an odd state it's as things go. Okay, yeah, we don't get into politics here, but yeah, that sucks. It is an interesting state. <laughs> but oh, yeah, some of the states wow. did all that. That's horrible. Yeah. I prefer the second fact. That yeah. Was yeah, that was uh, more interesting. That's but disgusting. When did that stop? I don't know. Probably didn't take too long because just thinking about it logically, it doesn't make sense. No. Um, I mean, you don't want to have as many epileptics. I get that. But, but what? There's a lot of ways to become epileptic. And yeah. uh, there might be a uh, hereditary aspect to some of it. But it's like, but a lot of it can, uh, can be congenital uh, diseases that you get when you're born. Mm -hmm. and you're just born slightly wrong. It has nothing to do with the genes. And then you can get all the other reasons like tumors mm. or head injuries, things like that. So, wow. I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. Could you tell us about a famous fellow fish? Yes. Okay. So, do you know who Ian Curtis is? Was? Ian Curtis. Uh, no. He was the lead singer and writer for the band Joy Division. Okay. Yep. He was epileptic. He was born in July of 1956, and he died May of 1980. He was 23 when he died by uh, suicide. And the epilepsy showed up just two years before he died. Uh. Um, he, he was diagnosed in 78, and he was told by his doctors, quote, his life would be ruled by his epilepsy, basically. Right. Like, he wouldn't be able to do anything, ever, at all. And then he became a rock star. Hmm. Um, he would consistently have seizures on stage. Okay. He would not allow flashing lights in the right. crowd. So the house lights would be on while oh. he was performing, so spotlights were very uh, not okay. There is a movie, I'm pretty sure it's just called Joy Division, about his life, and there is a part where he has a seizure on stage and everyone kind of just like drops the instruments and picks him up and carries him off the stage. Mm -hmm. So he wound up killing himself when he was 23 in a hotel room, and a lot of it is blamed on his epilepsy, right. but his note was a very personal note it's rumored that it said my love to Annick, who was his mistress he okay. was married with children <laughs> um and his uh, fellow bandmates said that after he died they read more fully into his lyrics and they were able to read more about the distress the epilepsy was causing in his life there's a lyric of another song by a completely different band where they say that it's funny how people listen when you're gone. Right. Yeah. And that reminds me very much of this man who was vocalizing for a long time how much he was hurting. And it wasn't until after he died that people were like, oh, hang on. This really did affect him more than yeah. we thought. It's kind of interesting with song lyrics. They, a lot of people with song lyrics, you know, you listen to the song and you don't even know these days if it was actually written by that person. Mm -hmm. You know, like half the time it's not. Yeah. And uh, I mean, most of the I think the average Justin Bieber song has like eight writers on it. And the word baby is in there. The more writers than there are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like baby, baby. And, oh, God. The Anyways. fact that you know the tune to it. I'm just going like, to. Well, I, they played it on everything <laughs> that played music for like. It was very, very popular. And it was, you know, like I wanted to dig my ears out. But I'm very proud to know I only know the lyrics to one chorus of one of his songs. <laughs> and that's only because it was in the we game just dance right not that fair I, enough it's not that i listened to it but yeah that's ian curtis so we're on to like a bummer episode so far oh god yeah, yeah that, that's been well when i was doing my research i got something to pick up your uh, spirits a bit okay because i feel sad okay <laughs> so we're now going to move on to our little topic of the day which is memory loss oh my god short-term memory loss is yeah. a, i was saying in the uh, two weeks ago on our episode that we are not sharks, we are dories. 
Yeah. My memory is absolute garbage. Oh, it's... Uh... And I've got several different reasons why that happened. But the first thing I want to tell you is in my research, okay. I was reading a paper and they were talking about post-ictal, which is means after Caesar. Okay. Right. But when you read it out, just as you're scanning through the document, my mind didn't read post-ictal. It read post-coital, <laughs> which, okay, means entirely <laughs> different things. So I'm like saying it's oh post-coital. I'm like, what the bleeding fudge are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, and then, I, and then, of course, because my mind is the way it is, I'm like, well, maybe I look like I'm having a seizure when I'm having sex. I don't know. We're, we are allowed <laughs> to have kids now. So. <laughs> yeah. So people have memory loss after post-coital, which I think is true, too. But, oh, wait, uh, that's a thing. Oh. <laughs> people forget about everything, you know, usually during, and then afterwards it's like, oh, yeah, I got to go to work or something. <laughs> But no, it's post-ictal, which means after seizure. And uh, then I went on to the other parts of it. But that, I thought, might brighten your day because it's damn funny. <laughs> it, it, it looks so alike. It's like two letters switched around, basically, and that's it. And I guess that is. Yeah, well, that's almost like a dyslexia. I think everyone has a, tid, a tiny bit of dyslexia, at least. Well, I definitely had to reread it a couple times, and I'm like, oh. Like, I could yeah. not, like that meme where the guy's, like, squinting at the scroll of paper. Like, I could not have read that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically what it was. So, apparently my mind's in the gutter. <laughs> uh, but I think everybody that knows me already knows that, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, memory loss. I think we've both experienced a lot of it. Oh, God. One thing that drives me crazy about the short-term memory loss is that you can just sound so stupid. Uh-huh. I, th I feel like everyone does the thing where um, you meet someone new, you learn their name, and then you're like, sorry, could you spell it for me? Like, yeah. five minutes later, and it's like, B-E-N. Like... <laughs> I, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's horrible. And I, I worked with this, I'm, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but that anyway, uh, it was very detail oriented and it, uh, I was given these, I remember given instructions and they were so detailed and I, they would just fly out my brain as soon as I was given these instructions and I would just feel so stupid, but I knew that it was my epilepsy and just blaming it on that felt like a cop-out you yeah. know i just oh god you feel so dumb it's like hey remember that thing like five minutes ago you told me to do what i've lost entire conversations oh full on we've yeah. done it on the podcast i'm sure people know this yeah and i lose my purse every day <laughs> every day i have no idea where my bag is well i don't know if that's uh entirely to blame on the like because you know I could just be good at losing things, but yeah, yeah I'll full but. on just be like, I'm sorry, where's my bag? Every morning, every morning without fail, I search for about two <laughs> minutes for my bag. Yeah, for me, it's, uh, I'll get, uh, and, and I've got a couple examples of different types of memory loss that happen. Uh, there's the physical side of it, so the medical side of it, and then there's the medication side of it. Yeah, I read, this, I, I think we both read the same thing. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah. But I got into a couple papers as well and the variations on the theme. And for me, it's uh, I get stuck on mid-sentence and stuff, and then I can't think of the next word. Mm -hmm. And it's something – and everybody does this. I know everybody does this. And you're saying, like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. It's like, yeah, but it happens a lot where yeah. I'll be in the middle of a conversation or teaching. And then what I'm trying to say, which is something I am very familiar with, just doesn't want to register, so it's just not showing up. And I'll be just stuck like oh, – it's it. not even connect the dots. It's just connect the spirals. Like, you, yeah. you have no idea where you are. You're on a whole different planet than you were 10 seconds ago. Yeah, and then it just – then you finally get it and you uh, carry on. I will say one of the worst drugs I was ever on for my personal experience is Topamax. That was the first one, right? No, uh, I was on uh, – I was on a couple before Topamax. They changed me to Topamax because it was new. And therefore, must be better. Oh yeah, I and was a guinea pig too, but it, it worked was, actually. It, it mine was super expensive, and it didn't. The common name for it that most people called it was Dopamax, <laughs> because uh, I was going to the dojo. You know how when we do our stretch kicks and everything, we count to ten, right? Yeah. And everybody has to count to ten. I couldn't make it to ten. I've seen you do that at the dojo before. Yeah, but sometimes I just forget which number I'm on because I'm doing six things, but. 
I couldn't literally could not count to 10. Mm-hmm. I, I was that out of it. And then not only that, but this, this stuff would make me irritable as hell and I was never hungry. So I was losing weight. I was irritable and it didn't do any more for my seizures than the Tegretol was doing. Mm. And it also cost about 10 times as much. Oh, well, cause it was new. Yeah. Yeah. And Tegretol has been around for a long time or carbamazepine. Yeah. It was brutal. And so it, that part was due to the medication, but the actual disorder, whatever it is that I have will make memory and trying to remember things and stuff like that. Like I, I forget stuff all the time. I have a horrid memory. I'll ask Ben three times how his day was. Yeah. Full on, like, how was your day? And he'll tell me about his day. I'll forget. And then a few minutes, like, we'll go and it's been, I don't know, 10 minutes since I asked. And he'll, and I'll be like, so how was your day? And he goes, but I mean, you already asked me. So he's thinking, like, were you not listening or have you forgotten? Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know. It could be both. <laughs> I was just being polite. <laughs> well, there's, there, I mean, not listening can happen, of course, to anybody, but it feels like that. And that's the part that really irritates me. I don't like being impolite and I'll forget people's names instantly and oh, yeah. I will forget whole conversations. Oh. And then I, that's why I kind of have to regiment my life because the more I do that, the less likely stuff gets missed. Yeah. Our, my long-term memory is great. Yeah, I I agree that a lot of it can have to do with medications, which can make you drowsy and confused and stuff. So how are you supposed to register what someone has just said when you don't know what planet you're on? Right. So that, I feel, has a lot to do with it. And, of course, there's a lot of seizures are basically lightning streams happening and the, what is it? uh, mm -mm -mm. Temporal lobe seizures cause, uh, which is part of the brain that is responsible for learning and memory, that can, they can shrink with enough seizures mm-hmm. so having medications and seizures just it, it's just like one pile of poo after another it, it does. on it top of your piles on it yeah and then you're trying to learn more like school was hard school was really hard mm-hmm. i i can imagine note taking was avid and then of course like my eyesight's crap and i didn't realize that until long after i had graduated okay so i my notes were horrible mm-hmm so I was sitting so far in the back because I was, like, shy and I wanted to hang out with my friends who didn't like sitting close to the mm-hmm. chalkboard. So my notes were, like, incredibly off. And my handwriting was horrible enough. So it just it, – it was hard. And math. Oh, my God. Math. Can you do math? Uh, well, I – as at one time uh, – it wasn't my favorite subject, but it was – I found it more boring than hard. Mm. Uh, so I just didn't put any effort into it. And I still passed. So it was because there's a logic to it. So as long as you do the logic, you're fine. So it was something I could have been good at, mm-hmm. but I never was because I, I much rather read. And so I'd be in the middle of math class reading a novel. So would I. Yeah. And uh, so I did that a lot and you know, got in trouble for it a few times. But I knew also that most of the math that they taught us would be useless in real life. Yeah. And all you really need is grade five math 99.9% of the time unless you're doing a very specific job. Yet they focus on math because it's the easiest one to mark and it's the easiest one to tell if you did it right or wrong. Yeah, I only went to, I got to That's grade 10, <laughs> I got to grade 10 essentials math and then I had to stop because I didn't need to pass that to graduate. Mm-hmm. And like I was actually really, really good at math, like really good at math until my seizures showed up when I was in grade five. Right. And they, it just plummeted. My dad was shocked. He was like, dude, you were doing your multiplication tables in grade two, and <laughs> now you can't add. Like, so I'm like, can I blame my seizures, please? <laughs> but I feel like because that happened basically overnight when it showed up, I think I'm allowed to and not be lying. Yeah. Especially if you were decent at it before. I was really good at it before, and now I'm all about the creative stuff because I know I can do that. Yeah. Uh, so I got some um, some little factoids, medical factoids. Okay. Bring on the medicine. So most people know your brain has two hemispheres, right? You got yeah. the left and right hemisphere, but it's also broken up into four lobes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got the occipital, the parietal, the temporal, and the frontal. So the frontal is obviously in the front, and the temporal is on where your temples are, on the sides. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are basically memory related. Yeah. The occipital is mostly for primary functions in your fight or flight instincts really hit that one hard so that's when you get adrenaline or your heart rate is going all the stuff that happens automatically 
it's all done back there. It's the most primitive part of your brain. Okay. So, and this one is kind of in the middle. You know, you got your parietal, which is kind of in the middle, does a number of things. But the ones we're focusing on today is frontal and the temporal. So the frontal lobe is the prospective memories. So like remembering to do things in the future, which makes sense because <laughs> it's also the logic center of your brain. Yeah. So when you when you get people that have a lot of problems like get in a car accident suddenly a lot of their stuff seems very emotion based rather than like well why didn't you think about this why didn't you think about this and it's because the frontal lobe got damaged and mm -hmm. so the part that's uh, it also makes people get kicked into that uh, fight or flight experience far more often so when you see people that are ragers it's because they're getting kicked into that part far sooner than they should because the frontal lobe is damaged. So when we get seizures in that area, it can affect and damage prospective memories. So some people that have seizure disorders and are constantly forgetting things like, oh, I gotta do groceries today or I gotta do this today. It's because that area is the one that's being affected. Okay, that's affected for me then for sure. Yeah, and think about seizures, they can hit mostly one area, but they can also affect other areas. Mm -hmm. So if you have generalized seizures, you might get all over the place, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, yeah, so I have seven lesions kind of like all throughout the left side of my brain. Yeah, so you're probably getting hit with a number of them. So what, let's go to left temporal lobe then. Yay, there. that's me. Yeah. So left temporal lobe is verbal memories. So like names, facts, like getting stuck in the middle of a sentence, which I have. Mm -hmm. uh, so I get that fairly frequently. So when that area is affected, if you have those kind of things, verbal memories, like trying to be uh, like sitting there and you can't finish the sentence because of that, or you can't remember the name of things, that happens to me all the time. Or Why do we have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> if we don't know what the fuck we're saying. Sorry, if we don't know what we're saying, why do we have a podcast? Well, because I got, I do all the research and then I write it down. It's and an I ironic it. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, it's the right temporal lobe. So okay. those are visual memories, like remembering a person's face or finding your way around when you drive home or walk home or things like that. Remembering the ability to do that, like, because, oh, there's the tower. I'm going to go left here and all that kind of stuff. And also, hey, this is uh, John. I know him because uh, that's John. That's his face. You know, and then you forget the person's name because you can't remember that if you knew this person or not. So, you know, you know them. You're just like, what is your name? Yeah. And that could be part of names like is in the verbal facts in the right temporal lobe. Mm -hmm. Or it could be that you just are having trouble picturing that face. Exactly. Okay. I have a thought. Yes. And I'm going to see if you know the answer, Mr. Okay. Mr. S research dude. Okay. So, when... I'm at work mm. or cleaning or whatever. I usually listen to true crime podcasts, mainly my favorite murder. Yep. And I am able to remember everything that they're telling me. Mm -hmm. it's like, basically, it's like a little documentary on a, uh, a serial killer, just a, a crime that's happened. Usually it's a serial killer. And I am really morbid. I love listening to this stuff. And I know Absolutely. you know your stuff, too. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why we're friends <laughs> but i usually can't remember a gd thing i'm just i don't know i i can't remember anything it's like what did you do today um is your job in any way repetitive yes okay well then why would you remember it the brain filters things and this has nothing to do with seizures this is the, how the brain filters things huh. it, it goes through repetitive tasks okay and you know how you get those things like did I set my alarm? Did I do this? Oh, I do that every night. And then you look and then you already set it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's not because of seizures per se. A lot of people do that. And the reason for it is repetitive tasks. You get it into that muscle memory or that thinking and it's on a very low conscious level in your brain. Oh, 100%. Like when and I'm at the dojo, I remember what we're supposed to do when it comes to like punching, uh, doing like inside three, inside four yeah. and stuff like that. I get. But why am I able to just be like... I'll call Ben on my break mm -hmm. usually and he'll be like, how's your day going? And I'll be like, okay, so Karen and Georgia told me all about Ted Bundy and blah, 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 just rattle off all of these facts that I've just learned that normally would be completely in one ear and out the other because I never remember anything. 
how yeah. am I remembering this? It's like, this isn't going to help me in life. This makes no. me weird at family barbecues. <laughs> well, <laughs> once again, it's the stuff that you need to focus on or the stuff you want to focus on. So the, the stuff that you do, it's a daily grind, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I did yesterday at work, honestly. And mostly I was writing this stuff because <laughs> it's an evening shift. And, you know, once they go to bed, you got several hours where they're where you're doing nothing. Yeah. But a lot of stuff that's like repetitive work that's doing that, you can do that on autopilot. And the thing about that is that 80% of every day of your life is forgotten. That's how your brain works. It doesn't keep everything because it doesn't need to. Wait, is the, this just fish or like a human no, in general? No, everybody. Okay. So we forget a little more than that, but uh, for those that are affected with memory loss. Yeah. But in general, the average person, perfectly healthy, forgets 80% of every day of their life because most of it is pointless information. So when people say, I can't remember what I ate two days ago. Yeah, because it's, it's not relevant. Right. And so the body, the mind forgets it. So 80% of all that stuff is gone. So if you were doing a job that's like just repetitive, like imagine being a, uh, a teller at a bank and you see 500 people a day. Mm-hmm. Would you remember their faces? Nope. No, of course you wouldn't. Unless one held a gun to your face, then you'd be like, well, yeah, I'll that, remember that one. Yeah, and then even then they usually remember it wrong. Yeah, so often <laughs> through our days, especially stuff that we do every day, we forget and it's because it's it's as far as the mind's concerned it's not important but you're focusing on something that you truly like and so your body says and your mind says okay this is important to you or to me because mm-hmm. your mind is you it's i'm going to remember it yeah. because obviously it's stuff you're in have an interest in and it's during something that's repetitive and forgettable so yeah absolutely but it's short-term memory sure, that's the it, thing it's that not when you me. repeat it and you uh, put it into long-term memory so everything short-term memory, unless it's considered important, then it goes to long-term. Okay. I, I wish I could put names in an important file. Like, have you seen the Pixar movie Inside Out? Yep. Okay. Excellent movie. Yeah, it really is. Pixar movies generally are. Yeah. I, the, I love how there's, like, the um, – I, I just recently started watching Disney movies more because we got Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so do I. And I'm – No plug. Just get it. Just, just, just do it. Just do it. I mean, we canceled Crave, which was like twenty-two bucks a month, and got Disney Plus, which is like ten. Yep. Also, I have a kid, so I get to blame all of this. Yeah, I watched Wally today because I, I have a kid. It's another excellent movie. It really is. Um, I was watching it when you kids came. are so spoiled these days. They get such good movies. Oh, um, I know, right? <laughs> um, well, I got Aladdin. That was pretty good. But then they remade it, so Harry I got gets Goonies. it again. Goonies was awesome. I still haven't it, Goonies seen makes that. no sense when I you actually watch it. It doesn't make much sense, but it's, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so there's this part in Inside Out where there's, like, I guess the workers inside the brain are vacuuming up long-term memory stuff that she doesn't need to remember anymore and, like, putting it in the dump or whatever. Yep. So it's like, hey, those piano lessons she had three years ago, oh, just, like, chuck them in the garbage. Like, she's not going to yep. remember that. That's what it feels like with short-term memory. It's like five minutes ago I was told to take this message, but I don't remember who it was from. And that's so frustrating. So it's like, hey, I just learned about this thing about Jim Jones. Let's just put him in long-term memory, even though she's just going to start talking about it at a family dinner and just be like that weirdo while everyone else is eating. Oh, God, it's when we're having, like, lasagna or something and I start talking about Jeffrey Dahmer and people are like, can you not? <laughs> I am I do that kind of stuff, I have to say, because it I have zero, like, filter. gag. Well, I don't have a filter. No. I, I try on this show, but most of the time I don't, and also I, that type of stuff doesn't bother me. Like I often tell people of a story when I uh, was going around. I was in like fourth year or something nursing. Okay. And they had this one lady who uh, they had a section of her skin taken off because of uh, they needed to remove it for some reason. But it was interesting. She didn't feel any pain, and they were showing us what had happened and what they were doing. But every time she moved her leg, you could see the muscle move, oh, which I thought was fascinating. Yuck. But what was really funny and what <laughs> makes people look at me weird is, you know, because those nursing shifts can be like 12 hours straight and mm-hmm. you might not get a chance to eat. Oh, don't tell me you got hungry while oh, looking at Oh, I got really leg. hungry. I looked at it. It looked like a really fresh Ew, steak. Oh, dude. I mean, like, this is what goes through my mind. Oh. And then that's why I don't share with too many people. Now I'm sharing it with a Are lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but it, Here, I'll just put it on the podcast. But, oh you know, God. it looked it looked really delicious. It was like, Oh, mm. that's so nasty. Oh my god. So that I literally that type of stuff doesn't bother me at all. Oh no, it doesn't bother me at all. Unless it's animals. 
Like, I can't listen to animal cruelty. Unfortunately, yeah. if there is, like, in the podcast, there will be, like, a child killer. And, yes, it'll more, like, make me angry because, like, you are a kid. But then if I'm listening, like, a, a kitten got hurt when they were little, <laughs> like, when the serial killer was little or whatever, yep. I have to take the earplugs out because I'm like, nope, nope, someone hurt a puppy. Nope, can't do yeah. it. No, I don't. I, animal cruelty is way worse for me than than human cruelty it's horrible i expect human cruelty i don't expect animal. i think i think that's it like why would you hurt a dog also why would you hurt we are so off topic yeah but yeah that i don't know it's a fun episode it is yeah this is a fun episode okay okay. what what i'll do to get us back on is uh, tell you some of the pharmacological reasons for memory loss okay segues are weird yes tell me about pharmacy stuff Okay, uh, so I got a couple examples. Some of them are old. One is one I'm using right now, which is Tegretol, okay. carbamazepine. Um, I've been on that, so yeah. I know what that's like as a 10-year-old. Now, they, they like all drugs, they have this big list of potential effects. Yeah. If you're lucky, you don't get any of them. Like, you don't get any of the side effects that you don't want. Oh, lucky But the, the reality is most people get at least a few. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky, you get some of the ones that aren't so bad and maybe not so strong. If you're unlucky, you get a lot of them, and they're all bad, and they're all strong. So back when they uh, used phenobarbital very often and primadone, for instance, uh, they're linked to lower IQs in children, which is reversible when they quit the medicine. Hmm. So it has an effect that's direct. I'm sorry, I can't remember. Is this still Tegretol? No, this is uh, – I'll get the – Phenobarbital. This is the one Phenobarbital and primadone. This was the Theodore Roosevelt one. He was on that, right? Uh, well, I don't know if he was or not, but it, it was created in the time that he had seizures. So I remember he, he you talking about him, him, and I think you said the barbital one. I I don't remember. <laughs> Phenobarbital. There was, it is. Was the first uh, of the barbiturates, which was one of the first major epilepsy drugs. Okay. Okay. It wasn't the first, but it was one of the first. It was the most consistently good or effective for what it was doing. Okay. Primadone was another med, and they have similar effects in as far as IQ in children would go down. That's really And in adults, too, to a lesser extent. But it was reversible when they quit the medicine, right, and then went to something else. Also, it would take them longer to move. Uh, it was like sometimes going through water, what it looked like for them. That's uh, what I was like on Tegretol. I, yeah. I was a zombie. And there was also a reduced processing speed. So this I get sometimes. Now, I'm not on those ones, but I would get sometimes it's just it takes me longer it's like being if when you first wake up and someone asks you like a math question you're like (laughs) huh and you have to think sometimes it's like that in the middle of the day when i should be wide awake i do that too yeah with these some of these drugs apparently with those ones the concentration of the drugs so what level they're at didn't matter Hmm. it's the fact that once it got in their system it it had those effects yeah so some drugs are like that with carbamazepine now the one that i'm on okay uh the tegretol you got a decrease information processing speed and attention span, which is interesting because I don't have a very good attention span. Like I, I'm not ADHD or anything like that, but you know, uh, when something someone's talking about something I don't particularly find interesting, I just start thinking of other things. And like two weeks ago when you were talking about Star Trek, the Star <laughs> Trek book thing, and I just completely glazed over. Probably. Yeah. I'm, I'm I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember what it was about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Okay, so I guess I'll have to look back and find out what I was talking about. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway. What were we talking about? (laughs) uh, So it has a decreased and detrimental effect on memory as well as the carbamazepine. That one's been well documented. Mm -hmm. And it has general improvements after you quit it. But the problem, of course, is we can't really quit our stuff. We can just change to another one which might have similar or worse. I remember having to change the Tegretol because mm-hmm. it was the first drug I was on. And I was just – my my dad described – of course, like, you don't know what you look like when you're on the meds. And I was brand new to this whole epilepsy thing. And I, my dad told me that I would talk really slowly and I moved like – like you said, like I was trying to go through water. He said, like – I'd reach for something and it would take me three times as long to get it. And I, I hadn't even had the diagnosis for six months before my dad was like, nope, not this drug. And they weaned me off of that and on to another one. And mm-hmm. it, I, I sped up, basically. And They like Tegretol know. typically because, in general, it has the least amount of effects or least pronounced effects. And that if you can tolerate it, it's a good one to be on. 
typically. It usually does a good job as well. But if you can't tolerate it like you with the problems you're having, then there's other ones. For me, I found all of them works for me. And everybody reacts a little differently. So I still don't like being on Tegretol. I'd much rather having uh, not having to be on it at all. Yeah, I'd rather not have meds. Uh, of course. <laughs> I was really happy for the longest time when I was med-free. And I would think of some of those old people that were on like 20 meds. And like like my grandparents or something. And uh, I kept on thinking, like, oh, I'm going to do everything in my life never to be on medication. Because <laughs> we know. can control our epilepsy with our <laughs> yeah, minds. Exactly. Essential oils will solve everything. Exactly. Here's some lavender. So there is, uh, when you have a seizure disorder, you get kind of like a double whammy. You get the seizures, depending where they're happening, you can have memory loss. And you can have a disability in the ability to process things sometimes. Mm -hmm. Then you add the medication, which may control the seizures, but will also whammy you with all of these side effects that also hit the memory and hit your body in many ways. So you get this double whammy that kind of really sucks. And I find that if I get too lazy, uh, like if I spend too long doing nothing, I get worse as far Wait. as a lot of these effects. If okay. I keep myself exercising, doing things like that, I find that it does help. Mm -hmm. Although I have to limit the amount of exercise or I can cause a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... If I don't exercise enough, I get more seizures. It's walking a fine line either way. But yeah, for those that uh, suffer from memory loss uh, and you have epilepsy, there's a reason for it. There's a couple of reasons. Yeah. So. If you're not stupid. You're not lazy. It's play. You can play the epilepsy card. Yeah. You really can. I... I full on looked at someone after they've been talking to me for, I don't even know how long, and they've been explaining what the task is, and I'll just be like, I'm sorry, you need to repeat that. Like, I didn't hear a word you said. And it's not that I didn't hear you, it's that it didn't register. Like, yeah. there will be dojo classes where you and Jenny are giving instructions, and I'll just be like, I know they're telling me what to do, but it's the very end of the instructions, and I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. That could just be bad instruction. No, you guys are fantastic <laughs> teachers. Uh, Jenny sometimes forgets what a certain limb is called. <laughs> that's a that's a cute little Jenny trait, and it happens to me too. But yeah, there will be just like I have. Like, I remember the first time you told me how to do a burpee. This is years ago when mm. I didn't know what a burpee was. Right. And you demonstrated it, and you said what it was. And as you you must have known it was my first class because you like dumbed it down like I was a five year old, and I still went, what? Just yeah. very loudly in front of the entire class. And it was a pretty big class. I just, what? I had no <laughs> idea what the hell you just did. I was like, it's a push-up, but it's fancy. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, I didn't know how to do it. Oh, God. It's kind of I, an odd name, too. Burpee. Yeah. And you just feel so useless when you forget stuff so quickly. You just, like, I just feel so deflated when it's like, I know anyone else could remember that. But here I am. Like, I have no idea what you just said. It can be so difficult to learn things that actually you need to know. Like, I don't need to know all this true crime stuff, but I do need to know how to use this certain program at work. But F me, I don't know how to use Excel. <laughs> I don't know. I only recently found out that if you go equals some parentheses and then do a math equation and then put another parentheses on it, it'll make a number. I don't use uh, Excel, luckily, for my work. It would be, it would be hilarious. Excel sucks. I mean, it's well, handy, it's, but it's it sucks. very useful. But you do need lessons to use it. It's, oh, absolutely! It's, it's one of those things you do need to do it in a very specific way, and it takes practice. But there, there's not many Excel classes out there. I call epilepsy. I oh god, learning computer games and all that—it's just. Also, I just suck at computer games. Video games in general, I suck. I don't suck, but I'm not like ever going to win any awards. But I play them a little more than is probably healthy. Ben is a huge gamer. Not to the point where, like, it gets in the way of his life or whatever. Right. But it's his escape. Like I said, mine is Netflix and his is gaming. And I remember him. I can't remember what game he was playing, which isn't a surprise. But also, they all look exactly the same to me. And I don't know. It looked kind of in. I'm a video game racist. I don't know why they all look exactly the same. I know Minecraft when I see it. Oh, God. <laughs> but he. Uh, I remember him playing one that looked actually kind of interesting I was like hey can I try and he went okay and like set up I was just gonna play whatever he was playing like he just got up and didn't change the game or whatever and 
I sucked so bad. He let me play for about five minutes, looking over my shoulder, going, no, go to the left. No, the other left. No, you just got to press that. You just need to, t oh, move over, and just full on took over. <laughs> just, like, move over. You, you're useless. It is useless. frustrating you when can't... you're watching someone who can't play video games, has no video game uh, language in their head. Yeah, it's like watching a little kid decorate a Christmas tree when you're like, oh, no. I can't see the lights. It's just tinsel, <laughs> and you can't reach up very high. So. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Uh, oh, Liv, do we have a shout-out? <laughs> I'm going to shout-out the epilepsy card when it can come in handy. It does come in handy. It can come in handy when you when you feel like a dumbass and you're able to go, epilepsy card, just, like, raise your <laughs> hand, like, I call epilepsy. So it... <laughs> I'm going to shout out to the moments where you can use your epilepsy as an excuse to not do something. Okay, then. Yes. A way to get around something you just don't want to do. You just really don't want to do that thing, and you go, epilepsy card. Yeah, that's... that's. <laughs> I need you to feed the kid. Uh, epilepsy card. Yeah, I'm dizzy. <laughs> I'm dizzy, so I can't clean the kitty litter. That's, that's all. I can't do it. You know how it affects my epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> You know I'll have a seizure if I touch dog poo. <laughs> the the rare moment where epilepsy can come in handy and you can use it as an excuse to not do something. Excellent. <laughs> Hopefully this uh, fits of laughter is, is a not like the last one. Well, apparently uh, the people thought it was too much. Or you thought it I was thought too much. I thought it was too much. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Maybe this is a little better. Okay. So... My ex got into a bad accident recently, but I told the doctor the wrong blood type. Now she will really know what rejection feels like. <laughs> okay, I liked that one. I liked that one. Okay. Shall we let people know uh, where to reach us? Yes. Okay, so you can send us your hate and examples of when you have forgotten something that you really should have remembered and all that at fishoutofwater101 at outlook.com our twitter handle is at fishpodcast101 you can follow uh, me on instagram i have not yet set up fish instagram mine is live.wigancarswell and there's of course our facebook group which is fishoutofwater colon carpadium and uh, yeah please join please like and subscribe and leave comments that's how we get more listeners and that's what we want fame fortune and everything else that goes with it <laughs> carpe diem get it